0: Joanna and I really trust people to do their jobs. And I think it surprises people because they go, Oh, I I have the freedom to actually do the job the way I want it. We're like, Yeah, if you think it's great, we're going to trust you that it's great. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt,
1: episode 64. I'm Elise Sievert. And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today we are talking to actor producer Katie Ware. We discuss her feature film, We Are Gathered Here, currently making its rounds in the festival circuit, being a lighthouse versus a lifeboat, and, and Jen, Jen, AKA Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Get
0: it <laughs> out. <laughs> Right right no
2: caffeine, Katie. No caffeine. <laughs>
0: um, so, in college, I was part of a sketch group one year. I was this is probably the most terrified I've ever been to audition for something. Um, was for this group called Spring Sing Company. UCLA does a massive talent show every year, um, and people like. Uh, like Sarah Bareilles won that talent show one year, um, and wow. there's yeah, <laughs> well, that's she, when she rude. was a student at UCLA, yeah. um, and and it's and there's a comedy group that entertains the audience in between uh, each of the Sarah Bareilles talent level acts, <laughs> and I loved watching that group. And I auditioned for it my senior year, and I've never been so terrified to open up an envelope and like see what was written inside. They sent you a letter. No, you had to go pick the letter oh, up. Oh, wow. You had to walk to <laughs> the office and pick up the letter. I was like, this is this could be so <laughs> <laughs> terrible if I like pick up this letter, open it crying in the hallway. no, um, I forget <laughs> if I opened it there, or if I walked home. Um, but being on that group was, um, uh, my first experience with doing, um, a lot of, uh, different jobs. We, cause it was 11 of us and we, wrote and directed and uh tested out new material uh we had one sketch that was cut the night before the show um because it ended up alluding to something terrible that had just happened but that had just happened and we had already written it not no it was just one of those crazy coincidences um and so we had to rewrite the night before. And mm-hmm. so n- now when I you know, end up show running a sitcom and we have to rewrite on set, I know what that's like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I really enjoyed the collaboration with that group of 11 people. Um, and after that, I didn't wear multiple hats for probably... Three or four more years, um, when my friend Virginia asked me to AD her uh, short film, I didn't know what that meant, so I Googled it. And (laughs) I showed up at the first production meeting, and um, I kind of noticed that they just needed someone to keep an eye on everything. And so I walked away from that shoot with people thinking I had been ADing slash producing for a while. Um, From there, I ended up on um, a uh, pretty big international commercial campaign, ADing that, which, again, people thought I was the producer, and I was fielding phone calls from it and having to say, I was just the AD, but thank you for thinking I was in charge enough to have the answer you need. I don't. Um, And uh, and from there, it kind of snowballed and but I'd say last year was when the shift really happened and so this is over like a 10-year period right and I think last year is when I became okay being a producer because the biggest difference I've noticed is that as an actor everybody knows what you're doing and everybody gives you feedback and credit and love and applause and you're like yes please <laughs> love me <laughs> i love it <laughs> award me for my work and the producers doesn't get a lot of that yeah um think of a lot of the you know think of even watching an awards show it's
2: i know the who producers get picture yeah, the producers you know who get directors, yeah.
0: you know who the stars are Um, maybe if it's like a big, shiny, flashy producer, I mean, I feel like we all knew when Harvey Weinstein won something, but, Mm -hmm. and I look at that and I go, well, that actually says a lot about him because in my mind, I think the greatest producers, um, don't need that credit. Um, and, and know that what they're doing behind the scenes is mm -hmm, making everything run so smoothly and making sure just everyone is having a lovely time. And I've been so fortunate to work for Gary Getzman at Playtone for quite a few years now. And he is just a master at this. Just watching him absolutely thrive behind the scenes and, um, I mean, he gets plenty of credit, and the people who <laughs> want the best producer in town will call him up, You know, the, the, the people who need to know, know, but for me, it was really hard to make that shift from actor to producer, the, the shift of being okay not getting the credit, um, and doing that in a purposeful manner, going, oh, I'm, I'm gonna do this knowing I'm not gonna get the credit, but that's okay with me. And last year, uh, making my first feature film, Uh, in 2018 was where I actually enjoyed that aspect of it. Enjoyed the, let me put all the pieces together, (laughs) start the engine, and then watch everybody else do their magic. Um, So that's been, it's been really freeing and it's allowed me to really um, run with the producer side of my career now, which is exciting and new. That's super exciting.
2: Yeah. I, I love the word freeing and it's it's kind of it's kind of like giving yourself permission and there's something freeing in that of just like I don't know, I, I think that's really wonderful and also that idea of credit and so much with acting, there's not a lot of pay at first and a lot of it that's how you get your pay is mm-hmm. by the recognition of, oh, I did this project uh-huh. or I can show people like I'm I'm doing this mm-hmm. and um, producer, too. We've had a lot of discussions with producers on the show of, like, what do you do as a producer? Because there's so many different types of mm-hmm. producers, too. And people, you know, they go to the movies and they see the long list of names at the end and they don't even realize what 90% of those people
0: do for a film. You yeah. Know? I think it was a happy accident that I stumbled into producing by way of ADing and not knowing what the heck that meant. Cause that meant I had to respect everybody else on set and what they were doing. And I had to learn and pay attention and ask questions and, um, and it just gives me this, you know, insane appreciation for every little thing that gets done on set. Um, so much when you're starting out making your own content, you're doing it for zero dollars, obviously Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you know we we had a crew on set for my feature. We had a crew of like twelve um, then we made a web series our uh, part of our marketing scheme marketing campaign for the feature is actually a, a like a prequel web series introducing you to the characters and kind of the inciting moment that leads into. Um, what the feature actually is about. And our editor on that, she was so funny. She goes, um, you know, she had put like a couple minutes in at the end of each episode for, for credits. And we're like, we had four people on set. <laughs> 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 you can, we can have one card at the end. <laughs>
2: Which is why so many people are multi-hyphenate these mm-hmm. days because there's no money. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I got to yeah. learn how to AD or I got to learn yeah. how to... You know, sounds, Leslie's like learned sound over the yeah, years, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: <and> <laughs> I don't ha- really have any idea what I'm doing. You're
0: running a so. show here. Yeah. These yeah. Microphones look very professional. They are very professional. Uh, They're
1: thanks to my husband. Yeah. He's, <laughs> sound, he's, <laughs> he's our producer in the behind the scenes. Yeah. He does our, a lot for us. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot of credit, but no. he's, the, he's the reason that our podcasts sound worth a shit Um, yeah. is mainly because him, I tried to sit down with him once and learn how to mix. Mm-hmm. And about 10 minutes in, I was completely glazed over and was like, I can't. He's like, Yeah, I went to school for four years to learn how to do well, this. Well, and Leslie's not giving herself enough credit because oh, you well, set this whole thing up and
2: she's doing a great job. Well, she, you are learning. I'm learning oh, a lot. For sure. Like, I definitely <laughs>
1: learned. I'm much more comfortable now than I was, you know, three years ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, but still, you, you have know. to dive in, though. I, yeah. so I um was really fortunate to be directed by Jennifer Aniston once. What? <laughs> oh, this sounds like a fun story. Yeah. <coughs> so it was part of a, a program I did, um, an acting program that I was in where they would, uh, they would bring in um, like once every couple of months, they'd bring in some big fancy star to, um, address the whole group of us. And, um, if we wanted to perform a scene, we could put our name in a hat, like literally put our name in a hat (laughs) and then they would pull the name (laughs) out. Um, and, uh, my name was one of those pulled from the hat when, uh, Jen was doing her, um, I love you called her uh, Jen. 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 (laughs) I mean, one of my instructors is actually very good, uh, friends with her and so would always refer to her as Jen. Jen. So I'm like, I'm Jen. She seems She's also like, Jen.
1: <laughs> she also seems like one of those people who would like tell you to call her Jen. Yeah. Too. yeah. She was,
0: she was very cool. Um but so getting directed by her was great. Um And then she talked about um her directorial debut. And um one of the pieces of advice she got was, um, to I forget how she worded it, but basically to to proceed with confidence, to to just make a decision. I say this because you with the sound, you had to just dive in and learn the sound, right? And Jennifer Anderson goes, I was clearly not the most experienced person on set, especially in the director's chair, but I would just if someone asked me how do you want this shot to look, I would make a decision there, I would say it and then I'd go over in a corner and I'd look at my notes and I'd figure out if that was actually what I wanted. And I would then, if if I was right the first time, great. If I wasn't, I would walk back to them and say, you know, I thought about it. And actually, I, and she said, just proceeding with that confidence um, really set a great tone on set because I think you got to know You have that, to have a leader, yeah, right? You have to have a leader. And I think it's great if everybody has that little bit of leader in them. And, and when, as a producer, you have the respect for all the different departments, everybody does get the opportunity to lead, to mm-hmm. lead, um, Joanna Bowser, who directed my feature, and she and I are now developing a lot of other great projects. I'm get her um, on here too. At some point, she'd be a fun guest. Um, She and I are similar in the sense that we trust people to do their jobs. and um, That's a gift. I don't think that it's as common as you might think. And it has led to, you know, through the process of us making our film, someone... How do I say this? So Joanna and I really trust people to do their jobs. And I think it surprises people because they go, oh, I I have the freedom to actually do the job the way I want it. We're like, yeah, if you think it's great, we're going to trust you that it's great because that's what – Like your husband, you went to school for four years to do. (laughs) That's what, like, I'm not gonna be over here being like, I think that should be one inch to the right with the guy who's in the set dressing union and, like, has put in the work and knows where to set the pencil on the desk perfectly, you know? Um, It's really, this again, with the freeing thing. I think when, I think the freeing feeling of being a producer of really... um, knowing I've put all these great pieces in place, means I can trust people to do their jobs.
2: Well, and then there, that creates an environment of collaboration mm-hmm. and you get better work out of people. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a theme that's come up in our shows multiple mm-hmm. time is, I love that, like trust people to do their job mm-hmm. and then that that's inspiring and freeing in its own way of like, oh, I they they do know, they do trust that I know what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's great. So, um, you have this feature coming out. Yes. We are gathered here. Yes. Tell us about, well, first of all, tell us about where you're premiering, because that's coming up. The West Coast premiere, right? Yeah.
0: So, uh, we had our world premiere in New York uh, in April at the Manhattan Film Festival, and it was great. We won Best Romantic Comedy. woo Uh, Congrats. Thanks. And then we have our West Coast premiere at... Um, Dances with Films. Great. And uh, we're recording this a little before the festival, so I don't have the date yet, and it may actually air after. We'll post um, it. Uh, the, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. tell
1: us when you have yeah. it, and yeah. we'll yeah. share I mean, it with our her community. Her.
0: So, um, Dances with Films is a festival I've been a part of a few times um, with short projects, and it's a really great community, and they they do festivals right. <laughs> That's a good thing to That's, know for our listeners cuz there's so many festivals. It's with the LA Film Festival being no more now, I think Dances with Films has this great opportunity to become even more prominent here than they already are. Um they're one of the things I love about Dances with Films is they only Screen one film at a time. So if you are here for the festival and you have a festival of past and you want to see everything, you can can. see everything.
2: That's amazing, actually, because so many times, and you meet filmmakers as a filmmaker at a festival and you want to support them, but you're like, I can't be in three places at once. And I also need to go eat lunch at some point. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, I need to feed myself. Like, that happened to me once at a festival. I missed someone's film and I felt terrible, but I was like, I need to eat. I it's need. 2 o'clock. I need to get some food. <laughs> Look,
1: <It's just> <laughs> in order to actually enjoy whatever someone is
0: showing you, you have to be full. Mm-hmm. You have to have food right? in your belly. That's right. no. true. Yeah. We <laughs> hosted a uh, – so so my feature um, sort of has undertones of a wedding theme. Uh, <laughs> takes place sort of. takes place the night before a wedding. You'll have to watch it to see if we ever get to the wedding. Ooh. But we had a bridal brunch – before our premiere in New York so that the audience was full of delicious brunch food and
1: mimosas. That's
2: amazing. That's a
1: great plan. Um,
2: How is it being, cause romantic comedy I feel like nowadays has like such a stigma with Mm -hmm. it. Like, Even though I love so many, like, those 90s or early 2000s, like, romantic comedies, Mm -hmm. they kind of, like, went away for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and they kind of, like, got this stigma. I don't know if it's because they got so formulaic that people, I don't know. It it wasn't, like, the rise of, you know, Julia Roberts and Mm -hmm. Meg Ryan and, you know.
0: Yeah, we definitely classify our film as a dark comedy. Okay. But because... um, So the film We Are Gathered Here uh, takes place the night before uh, Ben and Lisa are getting married. And on that night, Ben's wild ex-girlfriend Jules breaks into his house, declares her love for him. And Ben is too nice of a guy to kick her out and say, this is not okay. (laughs) Uh, And so things unravel from there. And... uh, so it, that's where the romantic comes from. The fact that it is set around a wedding, a and, wedding love and, yeah. and the comedy comes from how absurd it is that what's supposed to be a relaxing night before a wedding turns into a groom to be a bride to be his uh, ex girlfriend, her best friend um, and his two best friends all in the same house together going what is going on (laughs) let's figure this out um and the clock is ticking yeah (laughs) um we very much the film is very much a it's a it's a real time film right i feel like a lot of times you get the the person bursting in and declaring their love and then you cut to A month later when they're happy on a beach together, we burst in and then we stay there for 90 minutes and we go, you're gonna live in this awkward moment of a human being trying to make a decision and not being able to and everyone around him going, come on, hello, hello. Make a choice. We we joke that uh, a, a drinking game that could be played while watching it is every time Ben, the lead character, says what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> um, there's Nuts. there's a lot of whats in the film because because it is a what situation. Mm-hmm. So you've got the the romance that it's set around. You've got the comedy and the sincerity, but the the dark comes from the fact that this is a really shitty situation. Yeah. Um. And uh, so the film comes from it's based off a play I was in five years ago. Uh, and in the play, we, we performed the play. It was part of Cartel Collaborative Arts LA's living room tour series. So we performed in living rooms around LA. When they're developing these plays for this series, their requirement is small cast can take place in living room. Um, and so the writer of this piece wrote a six-person play that took place in an actual living room. It didn't have to be a living room and just that a living room could play it. He was like, no, we're actually gonna live in the living room. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So when we did the play, I think just the immediacy of theater and being surrounded by 30 people sitting on couches and pillows and staircases, uh, uh, the, the comedy was a lot more at the forefront And when we were filming, the drama came out a lot more and the darkness and and emotion and kind of humanity came out more because you are, it's different on film than in theater. And we actually had to rework the ending. Thankfully, we filmed pretty much um, in the order of the script because uh, our end was, as written, a little bit lighter. um, And... Uh, just the way the scene plays out, uh, you you could laugh at it. You could and and we really. I'm like spoiler alert. Oops. Um, uh, maybe we shouldn't put this in. Um, we can always cut. I it. thought everybody would know the end of our film, and then when we tested it, people were like, "No, it actually surprised that's, me."
2: Well, Which, that's a great film then, right? It was yeah. like kind of cool. People c- can't expect the ending. Yeah. That makes it. That's what people want. They want to try to figure it out, but they don't really. You know, like they don't really want to figure it out. They want to be
0: surprised. I don't want to figure it out. I love being spoiled. I know because my heart rate gets too high when I care about (laughs) characters, and I want to know if someone is alive at the end of the episode (laughs) or if.
2: I want to know. Do you scroll to the end to see? (laughs)
0: I don't avoid spoilers. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Um, That's funny. I'm I'm very okay knowing how things turn out and still enjoying the story that's told.
2: There was a great article about that exactly in the New York Times about um, they did a test. If people know the ending of novels, will they still read the novels? Mm -hmm. And actually they will because they want to know the ending. They want to know how it's going to end. Yeah. And then they'll go back and read. So so many people I know do that. You know, they'll yeah. go to they'll get into the, like the first thirty pages of a book and then they'll go to the end to see like who who lived, who died, who, yeah. whatever, and then they'll finish the book. And you would think people just would be like, Okay, yeah. I'm done with that book. Put Shows it on the shelf.
0: Human beings want entertainment and they want stories. I yes. mean storytelling has been part of who we are since the beginning of time. No. Um yeah. And I look don't. at it
2: right now with all the different, I mean, all the different apps you can get content on these days. And I'm a little overwhelmed.
1: <laughs> um, I'm also overwhelmed. I'm glad I'm not alone because I, I like, I love when people tell me like what they're watching and what they're, they're participating in mm-hmm. and all of that. But like y- you have to prioritize whatever it is that you can watch at that time and also like what kind of mood you're in. Like there are certain people who are like, you should totally watch this documentary. And I'm like, I can't because <laughs> I watch the news and I can't do both. Yeah. Um, I, I <laughs> you watch know the I mean. news. I watch,
0: it's baseball season right now. So I don't watch very much narrative television at all because baseball games are so long and I love baseball. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's really um, awesome. We watched, uh, Finally, I'm, like, finally working my way through the awards season films from last year. We watched Free Solo a couple nights ago. Uh, and I, I put watched, it on. I, my husband goes, he, we, we started, speaking of endings, he goes, is this guy alive at the end of this dungeon? Yeah. I'm like, right, yes, yes. Right. Don't worry.
2: I actually, well, I have a new baby. That's why I fell asleep. Not because it mm-hmm. wasn't entertaining. It was very entertaining. But, yeah, I was feeling the same thing. He, he, it's nerve-wracking. It, it is. He's such an interesting
0: person He's fascinating. too. I loved when they brought in the science of it. When when the, oh, when I they th- were doing the cat scan. Yes. And she goes. That's about as yeah, far as I got because it's too stressful. This for part me. of your brain, which for normal people, if someone if they walked into their house and someone shouted surprise at a surprise party, this part of their brain would light up because it'd be exciting for them. Yours doesn't light up. I thought that was incredible. I mean, the human body never ceases to fascinate me. Oh, I know. But such a specific example for him going, oh, this is why something that terrifies most people is actually something that excites me. Because my brain is made differently than the general population. Yeah. That was so cool to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm sure those scientists, too, were like... Yeah. Oh my God. Can we like yeah. study you more? Yeah. No joke. Yeah. I mean, the
1: human body is just incredible. You're like, how did, like I have days, especially where I'm feeling completely not functional. I'm like, how do you work? <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not working mostly, but you still keep going. I really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. What's your favorite baseball team? I have to ask. Yeah. That's what so, I was So,
0: um, I have split allegiance because I like baseball so much. I grew up um, going to Oakland A's games in the Bay Area. My dad had season tickets, and so big A's fan. And then when I moved to LA, I became a Dodger fan because I also wanted to continue to watch baseball here yeah, and yeah. enjoy games. And really, the only place that the A's and the Dodgers could ever meet that truly mattered is the World Series. There you go. And I would then be happy if either team won. Yeah. So it's great. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. I, I actually saw the Dodgers in uh, Denver when they played at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. We had tickets to the mm-hmm. opening weekend um, of the Rockies game, and that's, they destroyed them. Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. that's I fine. Know, I'm the Rockies not, are. I'm not. Yeah.
2: Kevin's team, and
1: are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big. Um, I, I grew up in Mississippi, so um, okay. the closest, like, team was the Braves, and I grew up liking the Braves, but I'm not a huge baseball fan anymore, so it was more like the experience of going to the game than it
0: was... I love the experience of oh, baseball yeah. games. I mean, it's similar, like, I love the experience of live theater. I love... Um, I really like spending time alone. I'm a bit of an introvert, but I also really like experience things, experiencing things with other people. And I think going to the theater, going to the movies, going to a baseball game where you get to settle in, it's different than going to a football game, which I also uh, enjoy, though I'm enjoying less now because... Of all the information. It makes me angry. Um, <laughs> yeah uh that's for another podcast yeah though. yeah right when you guys start a, <laughs> a sports podcast uh, a sports podcast or really a podcast about the shit giant corporations do that katie doesn't right. like you invite me back we we'll we hit it. on that quite we a bit on that here all the time yeah <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> um i enjoy the the yeah that that community experiencing something together I think that's why I thought I was going to leave LA after college because I was a theater girl um, and I was going to go to Chicago or New York and I was going to perform in theater for the rest of my life
1: <laughs> yeah uh, I was too
0: and look at his now sitting around a little table with microphones <laughs> um, the just the audience reaction and um, I, I never got stage fright. I'm more terrified to talk to five people than I am 500 people. I love that. I love performing. I love being up on a stage. And that's why even though I'm a producer now, the actress side of me will never die because I love it. Well,
2: there's a theatrical (laughs) thing about being a producer of, Mm. you know, being the ringleader of the the circus. You're putting on a show and you're keeping
1: people happy and you're selling you're selling everything yeah. to everyone and yeah. you know and you're making and you and you you're like a duck. That's little legs are going under the water 90 to <laughs> oh, nothing. I was like, where's she
0: going with this? <laughs> you're like a duck.
1: No, you don't She's look like quacking, quacking orders. <laughs> I mean I this analogy could go on and on. Um but yeah, like you 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 have this facade of um, you know, everything's great. It's great. And and not that like there aren't times where it cracks a little, but mm-hmm. I feel like part of being a producer mm-hmm. with my own experience is that you're, you're making sure that everyone else is okay. Mm-hmm. And you can't let them know that you're not, mm-hmm. even if you're not. Or you have a few people on set maybe that you can let know that or in the process, but yeah, it's limited. I, I, so
0: the most difficult production I ever I've worked on, I won't say what it was, but that person who I could tell things were not okay to was my roommate's puppy and I would come <laughs> home and I would steal her and I would lay in bed and cry <laughs> with the puppy, <laughs> who was actually like a fourteen-year-old dog, like not a puppy at all, but very small. Uh, yeah. So puppy, puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, I call all dogs puppies. Yeah, yeah. you're just a little puppy. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely have to have that release at the end of the day. Sometimes, yeah. Um, it's it's funny you say you, as a producer, you're really taking care of people. Um, many who I've produced with and for say, uh, like, Katie, you'd be such a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 it's a yeah. similar skill set. To me, I go, great, give me a bunch of, like, teenagers and i'll be their mom like i it, it's it's very different i think from being the mom of an infant you can speak yeah to that. i mean um <laughs> nobody's like pooped on me on set yes yet. yeah uh, or spit <laughs> up or yeah. there's now. time want to be
2: attached to your boob the whole uh, time
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm We're sure moving past yeah, that, yeah right,
2: right? right uh, that's what i was just about to say i was like
1: doesn't mean they haven't tried but you know yeah. they're not
0: allowed to i i th- I was very sheltered growing up, even though I grew up in the Bay Area, a big city, um, uh, going to public schools, doing theater, always around tons of people, but I didn't experience anything. Because I was so busy, I and and so kind of had those, those introvert tendencies, unless I was on a stage, I didn't go to the parties, I didn't, uh you know I wasn't really in any sort of situation where I would experience the terrible things that women experience Um and so the f- the first time that I was I guess propositioned is what you would say it by someone saying I'm a producer do you, mm. you want to be in this thing of mine come with me meet me at uh you know let's meet me at the chateau let's go have drinks I didn't Realize what was like happening. what was going on because, because I also really um tend to think the best of people that feeds into me trusting people to do their jobs, um, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and I thought, oh, oh, an opportunity. Oh, I'm thankful it didn't go, um, <laughs> didn't go far enough for charges to be pressed, yeah. Uh, but. It's so crazy to me that this happens in the world and I'm so thankful. I used to say, oh, when I am a mom, I always want to be, I, w- I want to have boys because I love, I love sports, I love baseball, I want to have boys, like I'm such a tomboy and now I'm kind of like, I'd love to have a girl because of how exciting of a time it is for women right now and how we can talk about this uh, how we're encouraged to, um, even if some states don't want to encourage women to talk about things. Um, f- for the most part, we're finding these spaces where we can go, this isn't right. This isn't how we should do business. Uh, <laughs> we can all love each other and get along and make great content and uh, not be terrible human beings at the same time. Huh. Yeah. It seems like a no-brainer. Yeah.
1: But yeah, absolutely. It, it's yeah.
2: it's just remarkable how it's given women permit going back to permission to speak their truth mm-hmm. and to not hide what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it, it like people are surprised and shocked or even some women who are like, "Well, that I that's not my experience." And it's like, "Well, is it? If you can like dig a little deeper yeah. underneath like what has been ingrained in our society of how to be as a woman in this world. even if it's
0: not your experience, the appreciation that it could be someone else's. Mm -hmm. um, And that's, I'm very empathetic, and it's a hard thing to be, but but I'm thankful for it, Uh, it's something to manage. um, And I'm like, if everybody just had a drop more of empathy and could recognize that that might not be my experience, but that doesn't mean that the person who says it is their experience is lying. And it doesn't mean that I shouldn't be aware that someone else may have had that experience. Um, uh, so so let me, um, you know, conduct myself accordingly. Let me, you know, make sure I'm being awesome so that others have the opportunity to be awesome around me too. Yeah. Um
1: that's why we're so lucky that we do what we do so that we can, we have the opportunity to share those stories of Mm -hmm. other people's experiences and help bring empathy Mm -hmm. that other people might not even consider if they didn't have Mm -hmm. exposure to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a magical thing that we can do that we can help the
0: world in that way and spreading empathy. Yeah. I had, um, small thoughts when I was (laughs) making my film about, Oh, this is, kind of just a film. It's about a slice of life. It's not um, It's not telling people to go out and do great things. Right? Um, and I had to have that inner conversation of well, we need entertainment too. We need escape. We need to tell the really important stories but we also need to laugh. be the place where people can laugh. Where people can go oh, that reminds me of me. Or uh, there's there's room for There's room for all sorts of entertainment. Uh, I think that's a
2: big struggle with creators right now too. Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, this is just another story about so and so. You know, like Mm -hmm. like it's not a minority or it's not you know a story, like we need those stories and they're they're coming up, like Mm -hmm. the stories for transgender people or for, you know, people of color or whatever. We need all of those stories. And I'm glad that like people are putting a focus on that. But Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes creators are struggling with like this doesn't doing any anything for social good right now. Mm -hmm. And because our government and there's so much crap going on, people want to do that. So Mm -hmm. I I
0: appreciate like just hearing like I kind of struggled with that and I'll tell you, it's a lot easier to get grants to finish your film if it's a social justice film. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, just you it, end up like me and you open up a few credit cards and yeah. you don't think of it in terms of debt. You think of it in terms of investment in your career. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But I think it's because of what's
2: going on in our, I mean, the last few years mm-hmm. since the election, there's just a focus on that because people, I, my eyes included, have been open to how much injustice still exists that Mm -hmm. we were kind of told that's over that was Mm -hmm. then this is now and you're like no actually it's Mm -hmm. going on right now (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah but I think that's a struggle of like how do we how do we find entertainment and still like change what leslie was saying like change bring empathy to groups of people that maybe have stories haven't been mainstream it doesn't
1: mean that like with any story you tell you help to spread empathy Mm -hmm. honestly like Mm -hmm. that's what i mean i feel like every story has the opportunity because someone can consider an experience that they haven't had themselves Mm -hmm. but they're watching someone else go through so then they can understand it on a deeper level Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be this Oscar award winning social justice film about all the things that have happened ever. It can, it can be just a slice of life, which I think can, it it gives you another perspective, which Mm -hmm. is important. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I kind of want to circle back um, to producing this feature and Mm -hmm. everything you've learned, Mm -hmm. all the experiences you've had with it, especially from it going from a play to then a feature, how, how, and then producing it and then doing funding, like raising money for it and Mm -hmm. all the things in the festival circuit that you're now in, how has that influenced you as an actor? So like when, if you booked a job tomorrow to go on set, like what, how has that changed maybe the way you approach
0: your work as an actor? So, um, I, I think the, uh, the trust and freedom I found as a producer, trusting others to do their jobs, uh, helped me bring more trust into my acting. Um, Because I have the producer brain going almost 24-7, it's sometimes hard for me to shut off my left brain. Uh, But in the projects I've done since as an actor, I have walked in and very consciously turned off my left brain and gone, I'm here to act. Let me live in my right brain and let me trust that this production team that hired me also knows what they're doing <laughs> as producer, as director. as like. And it's no secret that I am a producer. If they have a question for me, they can come ask me because uh, since doing... My feature, I've worked on both. I've worked, I've kind of run the gamut. I've acted uh, in another feature um, that was similar to mine, old, SAG Ultra Low Budget, um, Small Crew, Small Cast. I've uh, acted in, um, like I've done a couple of web series. I've done a network television show. I've done, So I've kind of run the gamut of, of the level of production, but with each one, it's like walk in, turn off that left brain, trust that everybody knows what they're doing, um, because. So, I told you I'd probably drop her name at some point, but Bonnie Gillespie has been a huge influence, um, just in my career and in the, uh, in in the in, in in how I approach things, I guess is a good way to put it, and one of those things is the difference between being a, um, a life boat and a lighthouse. Uh, I used to approach everything from like the lifeboat or life raft. So I got, I got to, I got to help people. I got to bring, bring people on. I got to like hold them up um, versus the lighthouse goes, I'm here. I'm shining a light. You know where I am. You know what I do. Uh, if you need me, you can find me. And that's been so, helpful as an actor and as a producer because yeah I'm not shy about um, my knowledge and my skill set and it's not for me to force on other people it's for me to like live here in my world do what I do really well and if someone goes oh I have a question let me go ask Katie about it then I'm there to be like yes let me be your life raft because I still really Helping, helping people, people. And, and lifting people up but it's much less stressful for me uh to you know not have to be paddling around all the time uh There's as a boat duck and instead, in yeah. we're we're just really on
1: a very nautical <laughs> thing yeah, yeah, today yeah. I'm yeah. Into it uh-huh. let's do it uh-huh. all right.
0: um but that was that was interesting for me to see as an actor because before then if I walked on set as an actor I'd be like oh what what's um you know what's happening with with this department over here, how can I help out here? Oh, they, mm, I better shift this way because the eye is going to be off. No, no, no. Let me let the team that's actually there in charge. Tell me what to do because then I can get to have more fun as an actor too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I love it when I can just live in my right brain. I don't do it as often now, but it's so much fun. Yeah. Just being present and listening and giving and, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great.
2: I love that idea too of being a lighthouse and um, having people come come mm-hmm. to you. Because sometimes I feel like sometimes I feel like um, when we are actors multi hyphenates we hide those skills mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we want people to just see us as an actor. <coughs> which I totally get. We've had both wow. kind kinds of. Yeah. Multi hyphenants on the show where they're like, I really try to project I'm an actor out in the world. And we've had, you know, like, here are all my skills, you know? Um,
0: I joke that I quit acting after my feature and suddenly got more auditions than I've had in my entire life. Um, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I quit. (laughs) Right? Uh, Because doing the feature really brought so much producing joy to me. I was acting in it too. I don't know if I've mentioned that. You haven't. Um, You haven't.
2: I didn't know that. We we should have mentioned it. I'm an
0: actor. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I played Rachel, who is Ben, the groom to be's best man, because his brother. Does not like public speaking and so is the best friend. I get to be the best man. That's and give fun. the speech, you know. It's That's really fun. fun role. Um uh and so I I had to on that set, I walked on set, and I had a, a wonderful uh, producing partner, Matthew Watterson, um, and then Joanna Bowser's incredible brain as the director, and she also comes from a really strong producing background. So I did walk on that set and I turned off my producing brain and I was an actor on set. And at the end of our 10 days of shooting, I went. Oh, I wish my producer brain had been on, and that's when I realized. Oh, okay, you're no longer an actor producer; you're a producer actor. Um, because I missed the the producer brain being on. That's so fascinating. And yeah, I, uh, I, where was I going with this? Oh no, that's not where I was going with this. <laughs> And that's the soundbite from this. there. We go. There we go. You and no, a that's quote. a good
2: soundbite. I'm a producer actor versus an actor yeah. producer. Yeah. That's like
0: yeah. I I made that switch, and no, I'm really frustrated. Where were we going with this? You said you wanted to loop back and talk about how you know, how that affected. We, yeah. We, went over, we that. went over
1: that. Yeah. Shoot.
0: That's all right. Maybe you'll remember. Maybe I I'm
1: so glad to know I'm not the only person's brain Mm. who does this because I do this all the time. Mm -hmm. If I don't get a thought out while I'm, even in the midst of thinking it, Mm -hmm. if I don't even have a distraction, sometimes like, it's it's like, woo. Birdie flies away. And I'm they like, fly all around yeah. us. I'm like there. terrified. I'm going to have like some sort of yeah. debilitating like brain disorder when I'm older because my brain is just like woo over here. No, yeah.
2: over here. I know. Woo. I say that all the time. I yeah. shouldn't woo. say that. Yeah, I know. I don't want that
1: to happen. It made me
0: mention that I. So I, me- I, I, I felt the need to say I was acting in it also. And well, you, you said, said she- you
2: quit and you got all these oh, auditions. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. See, <laughs> full Great. no, there was something. So I quit and got all these auditions this still isn't there was something before this too <laughs> darn it anyway so i made the switch to produce i know yes see. we creatives sometimes feel like they have to hide one aspect of their creative self in order to um uh, get what they want in the other aspect and um yeah it's funny you go back even 10 years and uh, heaven forbid you're a hyphenate Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's and more. People it's, told you to I'm hide sorry. it hardcore. You have yeah. to create your own content. Oh, I'm sorry, poor you. Look mm. at you, a, a writer, director, producer, actor. Right. Isn't that precious. Yeah. And now it's like, heck hey. yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody, everybody's doing yeah. it. Yeah. So when I made that producer actor switch, I actually. So I had been really you know pursuing the acting putting the energy into the acting and producing when opportunities fell in my lap and then it really flipped uh, last year to uh, pursuing the producing developing things with an eye to produce and acting when it falls into my lap suddenly a whole lot more acting was falling into my lap because i had released it and that's there was know, no tension there us, the yeah does, yeah right? yeah release it and it'll come back to you yeah um you're like great but thanks, I that love helps people knowing <laughs> that I produce and that I act. I love not hiding it. We were saying I think before we started recording today, oh, aspiring actress. No. no. You're not yeah. an aspiring anything. If you're here in Los Angeles and you are doing it, then you are it. You are I I am an actor. I am a producer. I, because the amount of work we put in on a daily basis for this I don't care where your paychecks are coming from right now. Mm-hmm. You're doing the work. So step into that proudly. <laughs> I so totally agree. Claim who you yeah. are, no matter how many hyphenates are there.
2: I love it. Go for I, I it. Be know. the lighthouse. Yeah. That's, I love Circle that by.
1: saying. That is really great. Because it's it's very eye-opening. Because I think I, I'm totally a lifeboat kind of person, for sure.
0: It's really freeing. To become a lighthouse. I would love to be free of things. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. All right, Katie, where can our audience find you and this film online? I love that you said, all right, Katie, where can our audience? Because that's my name, Katie Ware. Oh, <gasps> uh, you didn't even mean to. But I'm um, pumped. Little last little pun. Name. It is it a great is last name. name. I really love my husband and I also really love his last name.
2: There you go. It's a fun one. That's a good one. That's, That's
0: yeah. such a great way to feel. Yeah. I was stoked to make the name change. I did my research and, you know, asked people like, oh, how did this affect your career? They're like, it literally doesn't, doesn't affect matter. it at all. I don't care if you're a movie star or if you've never done anything. Have Just, the name you want Yeah. To. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So uh, you can find... Um, Info on my film, We Are Gathered Here, at wearegatheredhere.com. Woo uh, Again, it had its world premiere in New York. It will have its West Coast premiere uh, in June at Dances with Films, at which point we'll be taking it on a, uh, I think we have six cities planned right now, a six city theatrical tour, and then um, releasing uh, online, on video on demand. Um, so we are gathered here.com and you can find about out about me at katieware.com.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Um, I had to make a quick I have to ask a question. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, Go for I, it. I I it's because I didn't have this open. My brain okay. is again, it's crazy. Um, so you guys used your wedding venue. Is this true? Because I feel like that really needs to have a quick little <laughs> So, um,
0: because <laughs> that's just amazing. Okay. So, um, around the time that I, one of the things I think people who are starting to make their own content don't realize costs a ton of money unless you know somebody is a location. Um, and the location costs money because of everything from the location fee to what you have to pay the person to come unlock it to how much it costs to park to what a permit costs. To, like, this locations. is also
2: our transition mm-hmm. from, I mean, stuff is expensive in New York, but uh-huh. I feel like there's more here. Even if you're shooting in your own house, yeah. there's permits. You you're have supposed to, have. to be permitted when you shoot in your apartment. Yeah, so which, isn't, which isn't, it's very different in New York. and oh, yeah. And like yeah. New York, you could shoot on the street. As long as you don't put sticks down, you're fine. Here, it's like, no bueno. So
0: that's been, like, really interesting locations. So I was helping um, my friends uh, Siggy Grabal and Hilary Kerwin develop a web series um, for themselves, Sig and Hill. They're this hilarious little comedy duo. I literally mean little. Like, they're both petite, super fit little women. They're they're so funny. Um, But they were developing... um, a web series, and the big opening scene took place at a wedding. Uh, And I was like, cool, so let's, at the time I was living in a house in Hollywood with a bunch of other artists. We had a really neat backyard. I was like, you can kind of stage like a backyard wedding, right? Ask your friends to come, dress nicely, we'll hang twinkle lights. It'll look like a cute little backyard wedding. And over the course of the development of the piece, I got engaged, I planned my wedding, and I got a call from them that was like kind of half joking kind of half serious can we use your wedding? and I went yes you can <laughs> because if you have a location and it's lit and you have 250 extras <laughs> right? you use it yes. you shoot something there oh my gosh you're and the best bride ever because <laughs> yeah. I would have been like no <laughs> they told me it was so funny part of the joke of this, of this pilot episode was you know they were so bitter that um, I think it was uh, Siggy's character's sister I played the sister and so I had a little bit scene uh, that I filmed at my wedding too. Like at the end of the night Was she the bride the too? Li- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was the bride, right? Um, and, I love it. And it, we needed we had to record dialogue for it so it literally was at the very end of the night we were like DJ, turn your sound off. Lighting guys, leave the lights up. We're going to film for 20 minutes and we're going to knock this scene out. Um, And I don't remember any of it, but it happened and it looks great. Uh, (laughs) And so... Um, but the two of them were wearing white dresses because it was a joke written in. And they said, we just got some looks from some people at the, your wedding. Oh, I'm sure. I was like, I'm yeah, sure. of course you did. But yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I yeah. also like served food before the first dance, which you're not supposed to do. But who cares? People are hungry. We're eating dinner I've now. i never heard that. Um, I don't know. There's a whole order not that in weddings the Midwest. are supposed to go in. See, it's
2: it's geographic because okay. when I started going to weddings on the East Coast yeah. – especially Jewish weddings, yeah. they, they intermix the dancing throughout you like sit and eat your salad and yeah. then you dance and then you sit like, yeah, it's like very different Midwest weddings. You announce everyone like they announce everyone come in and you have dinner right away. And then all the grandmas and grandpas leave after dinner and then the dance starts. So I feel like it's like, it's regional. It's regional. Yeah, Which is in the South we do all sorts of
1: weird shit. Yeah. So, there's no yeah, even yeah, yeah. we we have a special cake for the groom that's usually chocolate and you're like, "Why do they get to have the better
0: cake?" You know, no. that you're like, <laughs> "I have the fondant." No, 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 you don't have to. Don't do it. It had disgusting. pie. It was great. Oh, that's, that's amazing. what my sister did
2: too. Mm-hmm. She did pies. Smart. Really good.
0: Starting the wedding pie revolution right here. But
2: the venue after her pies were like, "We will never serve pie again because there to was like a mess. Cherry pie and apple pie. Everything's no. pies are a lot messier than cake. So, my wedding was outdoors.
0: So, maybe oh, there that go. helps. That's probably so the helps. outside the yeah. courtyard. But yeah, so the web series looks beautiful. That's great. You're like, oh my gosh, look at these. You're the best. They Sprite never ever. They would have. A whole, have, they have a whole, their credit sequence takes place in like my photo booth.
2: That's amazing. Right? <laughs> Did your wedding guests think it was cool to Like, was there B footage? Really realize realize what was going Cause on, they probably
0: thought it was there's a wedding videographer yeah. walking around too. So it just look like I had the budget to have two videographers. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I'm that cool. <laughs> oh that
1: my gosh. But yeah, yeah, I'm I,
0: all about taking advantage of the resources you have. That's great. So I mean, great. that's one reason we, we are this. gathered here is my first feature film because I knew I had the budget to film something in one location over 10 days. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we opened up the film at another location to add a little bit of production value, whatnot, but like this script is written to be able to be filmed with the resources we have. And sometimes I feel like I'm killing people's dreams when they ask me for notes on their script, and I go, um, no. I go no. what's your plan you, yeah. for affording to film this scene yep. in an airplane? <laughs> um, <laughs> Could it no, take I'm place sorry. in a kitchen instead. First time
2: filmmakers no. like if you're not doing that if you're not writing with budget in mind you're you're being naive. You're doing you're, <laughs> you're doing yourself naive. your
1: crew your production value all a disservice. Well, and
2: you're also you're going to have to rewrite it. Like it's yeah. going to come down to rewriting it, you know. So, I I you are not killing people's dreams. No. I think and it you, makes you more creative. Yeah, if honestly. you
0: want that big amazing location, you're going to have to You're probably gonna have to compromise somewhere else. Mm -hmm. If you want a big, amazing location, and your whole script takes place in it, but it's a twenty-page short film, which a short film should never be twenty pages long, (laughs) unless like everyone who's ever read it tells you it's the best thing they've. No, that's another. That's another
2: thing that's come up a lot on this podcast. All
0: twenty pages take place (laughs) in a castle, and you don't have free access to a castle. But you can afford one day in a castle, then make five pages take place in the castle. and Everything else has to take place somewhere else. Or if the script is only five pages long, which is a great length for a short film, yeah. Yeah. in yeah. my humble opinion. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Awesome. Producer advice. I, I love just it.
1: I saw that, and I was like, I have
0: to ask <laughs> her. No, I it's know. such a fun it's... story. I'm so thankful that Siggy and Hillary gave me the opportunity to have that story. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. a great <laughs> they story. They asked. Like, yeah. great. That Katie, is I
1: feel like we could talk to you all day. Yeah, absolutely. You had so many great little tidbits. It was really Thanks. fun talking to you. I know. Yeah. I feel like we did a very strange thing in the sense of like s- giving the audience all of your specifics as to where they can find you and about the film. And yeah. then we've gone on this tangent. Okay. And now um, we're,
0: we're going to just talk about random things. Oh, I mean, we can
1: do whatever. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, there are no rules here. I feel like there what's are this no
2: podcast rules. about? Right. Like, like, baseball <laughs>
1: <laughs> making movies maybe um, it's, it's a human podcast it so is we it's about it's like a conversation yeah. the whole purpose of it. it's supposed to be like a fly on the wall listening to a conversation mm-hmm. and this is what real conversations do if your conversations don't do this then there's something wrong with you, you. right if you stay on task for you. your conversations I was like then I don't know who you are because <laughs> I've never talked to you
2: <laughs> well thank you again for joining us Katie yes. we really love yeah, talking yeah, to you oh, I and check out oh no. it's okay What's the best time to do it <laughs> <laughs> and check out her film I can't wait to watch it I'm definitely gonna go I know I'm excited too when it's here too. in LA Yay. yeah sounds
1: really fun awesome thank you so much and thank you guys for listening thanks guys bye bye, bye. bye.